2: So there is a crisis on the border. The last time the border patrol saw this number of migrants trying to cross in a month was two decades ago. So yes, President Biden has a real problem on his hands here, and his critics are capitalizing on it. Listen to former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich, who is echoing the tone of far-right extremists when it comes to immigration reform. Hey,
1: Jenny, I booked you an nail appointment, love.
0: Yeah, I didn't tell you to do that.
1: It's called initiative. <laughs> Hi, White House, this is Cooper. Mm, I don't think so.
0: You talking to this dude, he did some sick, twisted things to my little sis, okay? And you want to put me face to face with this dude,
3: okay? Oh yeah, that's right, unmute me. This is a mixed bag today, Alice, if there ever was one. We've got some downright depressing and disgusting stuff to talk about, and then some hilarious stuff to talk about. I don't even know where to begin, I can tell you this. When I woke up this morning, what was very, very clear... According to social media, was that uh, we had once again another example, straight up example of racism in at Coors Field in um, Denver, yeah. Colorado, where uh, it was blatant. This time it was undeniable that
4: it was on audio, video. everything. It was on audio,
3: video. And I watched it this morning. I thought, yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, it's right. And all sorts of people, including renowned sports writers, everybody in the world said, "Do you see? Now do you see? Now do you see? Now do you see?" Now do you see? Now do you see?
4: I mean, yeah. And so you're bound to get one eventually out of all the ones that nobody can ever substantiate, right? You think like, okay, we found one racist left in America baseball right. stadiums.
3: Right. And so that's this morning. Parks, I guess. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> people have been so funny on Twitter. And so I listened to it too and I thought, oh, well, yeah, it seems like it seems like he certainly said it. As it turns out, of course, it uh, didn't happen. Although it did sound like it at first, but it, it, you you usually when these things happen, we're so used to it now mm-hmm. that you just wait a little bit and say, "Okay, anything that seems that blatantly, um, that blatantly unlikely probably is not something that actually happened." So, um, so if you saw the, do I have the
4: audio? Do I have the? Did I play it? Did I not play it? I don't think you played it in the open. I don't know, no, I didn't. I didn't want to play just okay. in
3: case. Uh, hold on, hold on. So this this batter is up at Coors Field. Um, and you hear this. There's a black guy up at the plate. Meanwhile, you hear this. You hear that?
4: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it.
3: Sounds like exactly. So that's an old guy sitting behind on home plate. As it turns out, he was not uh, harassing the batsman. Uh, who was up, who was named Dennison or something, who was a black guy. He wasn't saying the N-word. He was saying Dinger. He was yelling for the mascot, for to, uh, the idiot-looking dinosaur mascot-looking <laughs> thing to come over and take pictures with his kids. But the world had to mm-hmm. explode and say, no, 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 you see, you see. <clears throat> I've even seen some people. Well, and
4: they tracked the guy down, and they contacted, I guess it's mm-hmm. his daughter who owns yes. those seats and um, or like has the season tickets to get those seats or whatever. And so they contacted her and, like, I mean, these... Poor people are just trying to keep their names out of the media because there are mobs trying to hunt them down and kill them, and obviously they don't believe now. Even though it's clear, there's video from other angles where he's like gesturing to the mascot to come over, and you know reporters have reached out to him. It's clear that this is what happened. There are a whole bunch of people on social media who are like, oh, yeah. "Yeah, right."
3: Oh, totally. And mean, so the old like guy was trying to try try kill him. Bat, the, bat, the guy was um, the, da- the batter was uh, Lewis Brinson. And this guy, you're right, was not even looking at him. The batter, he was looking at the idiot dinosaur guy. And costume, named waving Dinger. like,
4: "Come over, <laughs> come over!" I'm like, "Yeah,
3: yes." Uh, Bob, Bob Nightingale, who's a sports reporter, had tweeted out, "Disgusting! Please find him." And then retweeted that he's such a good liberal, such a good white progressive who's so down with the struggle, and so mm-hmm. he wants. He's so virtuous. He said he retweeted and said, "And put him in jail without the right to ever attend a sporting event, let alone anything else." Put him in jail without the I right. mean,
4: I understand if you're the uh ball club why you would want to prevent him from purchasing tickets again if that actually had been what happened was that he was just screaming the N word at the batter. But um sorry, what how do you how do you get to jail?
3: He goes to jail because <laughs> racism has to stop. What's the charge? Another blue check named Robert Ford said commit to listening and believing. Our black brothers and sisters, when we tell you we've been victimized because of who we are, what we look like, and where we're from, don't belittle, marginalize, or equivocate when we tell you about the overt racism, not as common, and racist microaggressions, very common, we experience on a regular basis. Trust me, black folks, folks are experts when it comes to identifying racism because we've been doing it our entire lives. Um, well, it didn't happen, and you can't, you can speechify all you want. But if it didn't happen, it didn't happen. And so we don't have to learn the lesson.
4: Yeah. I mean, how many times can you say, see, we told you there was racism, and it turns out there wasn't before you start to look here's like a another, total Here's moron. another
3: guilty white person on Twitter saying, social media is such a toxic place. Louis Brenson was called the N-word multiple times, and now a conspiracy theory is spreading that the racist fan was yelling at the mascot, ridiculous. They so need it and (laughs) want it to be racism.
4: They so need it. Please validate me. Please, please. It's weird how they want black people to be called the N-word so badly. Because I don't want any black person in America to get called the N-word. But they really, really want there to be black people all over America getting called the N-word every day. Right. I don't know. It's incredible. And it's incredible to me that people refuse to believe it. Like, we've now established what happened, and they just can't let go.
3: Someone on Twitter says, I really hope someone outs that piece of bleep from Coors Field today yelling at the N-word at Lewis Brinson. Absolutely disgusting. Another person says, I'm pretty sure the guy in the video is a season ticket holder and has been going to games for years. I highly doubt he meant the N-word. Besides, he wasn't even looking at Lewis Brinson. Uh, uh,
1: uh, uh.
4: That's white supremacist mm-hmm. logic, Tom.
3: It's incredible. Bally Sports, as in Bally Gyms, as a fan of Cords Field, yelled the N word. Uh, it's just ridiculous. So it turns out he wasn't. Sorry I mean, about do that. Do they
4: not feel foolish at any point ever?
3: No. Well, no. This is, I mean, the, the beautiful confirmation they could have had, unfortunately, didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It, this is like these same people are the people just hoping, please, death spike in Texas, please, spike in Florida. They mm-hmm. wanted it. It's just, It's. it's absolute confirmation bias. Unfortunately, But you have to be psychotic to think that, first of all, in a quiet part of the game, that a guy is yelling the (laughs) N-word in 2021 in Denver, Colorado, at a black man, and that, one, nobody's even looking at him, and two, that the guy wouldn't be accosted.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't think these are people that attend a lot of sporting events, though. Well, the, ones, the, the, see, well, the ones, baseball writers
3: do, and that was the one of those guys. The baseball
4: writers do, but the people who are, like, on Twitter saying, like, you know, obviously this stuff happens all the time.
3: Yeah, but like, but, but Alice, it, it, I think they do. I think some of them do. I think some of them do. Any, you know, So do they see
4: people all around them screaming yeah, racial yeah. epithets?
3: Well, I think they <laughs> see it everywhere, and I think that they f- assume that – they just missed it that day, but it's happening everywhere. And it's happening to poor black people, unfortunately, all over the place, which is why they, they, they don't live in the best neighborhoods. And yeah, yeah. But I think that they absolutely they absolutely believe that this is omnipresent. And why wouldn't you? If you're a good Democrat and you watch mm-hmm. the normal media and read the New York Times and the LA Times, well, yeah. you're seeing this everywhere. Racism has this, never been worse. You're seeing this all over. Trump uh, on sees all them of your permission. TV, all of your TV shows show, tell you this. All of the, the – the, the, some plays tell you this. All the TV shows, all movies are telling you this. Almost everything is telling you this exactly. You've got a, a, a president of the United States
0: mm-hmm. who
3: is telling you that Jim Crow is back everywhere. Why wouldn't you think so? Why wouldn't you think that these evil forces – you've never bothered to fact check the both fine people on both sides thing with Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. And you say, well, yeah, there you go. They tell you white supremacy – the intel services say white supremacy is the biggest existential threat we have. And you go, oh my God, the people in the CIA think that, so it really must be white supremacy is the biggest...
4: And in the meantime, Bill de Blasio, who's actually married to a black woman and has a daughter in Antifa and everything else, has made a rule that like 75% of black people can't go to any restaurant in New York if right. <laughs> they need to get a vaccine passport. Show your papers to get into At, any bar. I mean, like, that's actual quote systemic racism i would think what it does that not qualify somehow
3: oh i would say it is and also by the way i love that i saw a bunch of people say and agree with each other that they need to change the name of dinger
4: mm-hmm. i did see some people yeah. saying that it's not actually pronounced that way that it's supposed to be a soft g that it's supposed to be ginger like to rhyme with ginger but that seems even weirder who knows me. it's an a-hole mascot <laughs> who cares
3: it doesn't matter because still, dinger is also not a uh, racial epithet. But uh, so there you go. That's what you get for having mascots at baseball. <laughs>
0: Mom,
3: I got a present uh, for you. Oh. Um, so so that was the first thing. When I woke up this morning, I thought hey, this usually ends up to be ninety nine percent false. I wonder what this is going to end up being. And of course, it's total another utter nonsense. Now to some darker stuff that we saw. Well, you know what? I'll hold off a little bit yeah. to the darker stuff for a moment. See? You may have seen on TikTok, the White House has a new visitor uh, named Cooper, and he was on TikTok. He's, he does a show with Jen Psaki on TikTok. That is really hard doing it with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And his name's
4: not really Cooper, though. Okay. It's a show. It's a bit.
3: Okay, that's his bit. It's Cooper. Um, anyway, this is Cooper doing his... I assume almost everything on TikTok is a bit of one kind or another. Here's Cooper at the White House. One sec. Democracy's calling. <laughs> See you, daddy. Bye.
1: Hi, my name is Cooper, and this is a day in my life as a White House intern. We did a (laughs) joke. Hey, everyone. Vogue. Usually, I start off with a big coffee. Sorry, they're like really strict in here. Hey, Jenny. I booked you a nail appointment, love. Yeah, I didn't tell you to do that.
4: It's called initiative.
1: (laughs) Hi, White House. This is Cooper. Mm, I don't think so.
3: So Cooper is uh, the flailing about in a dress at one point, and little cute shorts, and whatever. And and long acrylics. Right, at acrylic nails. Those are fake nails to to uh, you and I. Oh, doesn't matter.
1: This is actually the entrance to the West Wing. This is so fun and it's really prestigious. Hey, POTUS. Is Olivia Rodrigo still here? No.
4: We've come a long way in our fight against this virus. We've vaccinated 160 million Americans. Are you getting this all down?
1: Don't worry, Queen. It's all right here. Hooper. Sorry, Miss Jen. And Jen. Spirit fingers, Mama. We need to get shots in the arms of every single American. I'm heading
3: to a haircut.
1: Comment if you want me to make more of these.
3: So that is Cooper, the um, uh, flamboyant and funny um, TikToker. And um, he is trying to use his influence to, to get people to get the vaccinations. I do not know that this is the imaging that the White House should be counting on. I do not know that this is a great idea for Cooper. I don't know if this is really supposed to be trolly and so you can get the r- r- right to overreact, whatever. Um but this is a- this is very much out of the playbook of Obama and very much a nod to wanting to be it's thinking it's really really important to be on the cultural cutting edge.
4: Yeah, this is and, Obama with the fruit yeah. loops in the bathtub lady and everything else. So I mean, and they've done stuff with this guy before. They've done, like, press briefings. They do, like, a YouTube press briefing with YouTubers and stuff. And he's been on those. And he's, uh, I guess his name is Benito Skinner. He's Benny Drama on Instagram. So, I mean, I think.
3: Is it you defending this? No, Um... I'm not.
4: I'm just informing you with more information from my research that I did. Oh, Okay. Um, And I think the logic of the White House is that I think they've given up on the people our age who aren't vaccinated and they're trying to get like an incredible, a a really low percent of teenagers Mm -hmm. and stuff are vaccinated. So I think they're trying to work around... The older generations, just so they can bump their percentages vaccinated, and try and get at these younger people that I think they're seeing as like low hanging fruit because such a low percentage of them. So, are vaccinated. so
3: wait a second. I I want to know the names of the people who are gonna. If you're 17 years old and you don't want to get vaccinated because <laughs> you can't be bothered, but then Cooper and Jen Psaki, pal around in the White House. And you say, you know what? Benny
4: Drama does a really funny video with Jen Psaki. And so you think like, oh my gosh, I better get shots in arms.
3: What 17-year-old is looking at the White House press secretary and saying, yeah.
4: I mean, I don't know, but they can vaccinate people as young as 12, right? So like, this may shock you, but our daughter is excited for when she's going to be able to get vaccinated.
3: Yeah, but that's not because of Cooper.
4: But it could be because of Olivia Rodrigo. Sure. So I mean, I'm just like thinking aloud here. Well, but and I also they're... I
3: think because it's a cool adult thing to do, and... yeah.
4: And she knows we did it or whatever. And right. like, but yeah, I'm not going to rush out and get my kids vaccinated because they're not really at risk of COVID. And you know, I don't think they've figured everything out here with the vaccine. Well, then As you're creating the next about. strain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, like. And then she said to us, "She's like, oh, my friend's eleven, but she's turning twelve in the fall, so then she'll be able to get vaccinated." And I was like, "But that friend had COVID this year. Why would she get vaccinated?" And she's like, "Well, she can get vaccinated then." Like, but I feel like they're like playing it up on all the places that these young people listen to, and they are doing like clinics at school, and I don't think they ask the parents' permission at them.
3: Yeah. Um. Wait. You mean vaccinating the kids without permission?
4: Yeah.
3: Wait, schools are vaccinating kids without parents permission?
4: I think so. No
3: way. No.
4: I'm pretty sure.
3: No. That is not happening. There is no uh. way. You can look at that. You can look that up. In the meantime, let me pop over here to Brianna Keeler. This is just to show you that CNN has lost its way and has now made programming. So the ratings are tanking. They also don't have too many talented people there. And so what they're trying to do now Is recreate the success of Trump. Of course, I can't do anything with the real Trump. There's not enough stuff out there to cover the real Trump.
4: This pediatric journal says that kids age uh, 12 to 14 can consent to vaccinations uh, without parental approval. COVID vaccinations. They're allowed to, yeah. Legally, a 12 to 14-year-old can consent without their parents. Really? According to the German network, yeah.
3: Wow, that seems freaking uh, problematic. So, listen to this. So, here's Brianna Keeler on CNN. And listen to the listlessness. Now, if you guys don't remember, Alex, you don't remember the Long Island shooter mm-hmm. in 1992, I think it was, or 93. It was this crazy guy who went and went on the Long Island Railroad, Railroad and shot some people and killed some people. He then represented himself in court. And it was very evident almost immediately that he was insane. And so he pretended, he wore a suit, and he could speak clearly in things, and he would pre- it's pretend that he knew what he was talking about, but he was talking out of left field, and he was a nut. It was absolutely mm-hmm. immediate.
4: So it's, I'm reading, by the way, sorry to interrupt, uh, okay. that Massachusetts so, doesn't allow minors to go to the Okay, the so president.
3: so, so, so this is the Brianna Kielder thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is, watch her, if, there are a couple things they're trying to do here in CNN, because they've got nothing on this. They don't want to sh- straight up report that there's a problem on the border with Biden. Right. So what they try to do is their best attempt at Tucker's monologue and veer away from Biden and write to the Republicans. In,
4: Republicans in, pounce. Right. Republicans exactly. seize. It's,
3: yeah, it's not just that. It's even It's even, It's even. even worse. It's, in other words, the story is not the crisis at the border. The story is the um, white supremacists opposition party to Biden mm-hmm. that happens here. And this thing is almost sad to watch. I feel bad because they don't have – obviously, they don't have the writers in there to Mm -hmm. make it work. And also, um, she's not great at this. She was a news person. She was a news reporter. She doesn't have – Tucker comes from – whatever. But it is – these guys don't know what to do at CNN. They don't know what to do. So their best chance is to cover Fox News and try to recreate – a facsimile of Trump.
2: Now, there is a crisis on the border. The last time the Border Patrol saw this number of migrants trying to cross in a month was two decades ago. This morning, the Ed Board for The Washington Post is demanding a, co- a coherent strategy. So yes, President Biden has a real problem on his hands here, and his critics are... Ca-
3: okay, it's been 15 seconds. 15 seconds of talking about Biden, and yes, there's a real crisis in the Ed Board. Now the rest of the we're not going to play all of it the rest of the thing is about 8 minutes those 15 seconds you heard acknowledging the biden border crisis why
4: didn't i just hear our front door
3: um i'm not sure hey j you guys nobody's going outside right oh is it too? is it a little
4: early in the night can you wait till after arthur yes
3: wait till the, you know yes wait wait till after please okay, okay. Come, watch your brother okay Okay. Yeah. Sorry about this. What's happened? They
4: chose this moment while we're in the podcast and they're watching the little kid and trying to make sure he doesn't leave the house uh, to go do their job that they have to do, which is let out the neighbor's dog because they're on vacation. So obviously the exact moment they have to do that is right now in the middle of the podcast.
3: Yes. And we can't have that because today (laughs) our son that you know about, our three-year-old, got outside... Walked around the house, which is on a sidewalk, mm-hmm. on a sidewalk in front of his own house, and then walked – because we're in a corner lot – walked and left up a, on our other sidewalk.
4: Well, I and was because, working outside in the yard. Right.
3: I also was working outside in the yard. But because people have to not mind their own business and all, have to assume the, the worst about people – Of course, more people pulled their cars over and followed him as he walked around the sidewalk. Two cars pulled over, and
4: I'm like running up and waving.
3: And so we can't have our three-year-old ever be seen outside of the house because people call the police on us. People who should absolutely and completely and totally go f*** themselves, unfortunately, call the police on us. (laughs) Which means we're familiar with our police officer, and it's nice to see her and talk to her. But the kid's not in danger. He's not on the street. He's on the sidewalk and on his property. And if you could please back the f- off for five seconds and f- go stand in traffic and die, please.
4: OK, so props to the one person who slowed down their car. But when I came closer and waved and made it clear that like I was with this child, they just kept going then. So right, okay. Good for that one person, but the people who pulled over to talk to me about it. Um, yes. In other to go times, we had whole
3: squads of people tell us, you know, you know, so, so that's why we have to make sure, even though he knows not to ever go in the street, that that's fine, and we don't want him out there alone. That's fine. We have to make sure that we're a kid. Okay. So there you go. So that's that's it. That. Brianna Keeler. Okay. She started off with fifteen seconds of of Biden border crisis and she's about to um, make a 180.
2: Capitalizing on it. Listen to former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, who is echoing the tone of far-right extremists when it comes to immigration reform.
3: They don't come all the way across Mexico for the purpose of visiting for two days. They want to be in America, and I think what's hard for most of us to accept is that the anti-American left would love to drown traditional classic americans with as many people as they can who know nothing of american history nothing of american tradition nothing of the rule of law uh and i think that that when you go and you look at the radical left uh this is their their ideal model is to get rid of the rest of us because we believe in george washington or we believe in the constitution
2: that is awfully close to what's known as the great replacement theory the theory that white people are that's awfully close in the biden has a problem on the border
3: um gingrich saying that americans with traditional values are going to be replaced by those people don't care about history etc that's awfully close to something white supremacists so now this is no longer this is now breaking news that the white supremacy is in the gop she says the former speaker of the house yes and especially
2: former 25 years ago being replaced by non-white people especially immigrants. In recent years, it has worked into a conspiracy theory that falsely alleges Jewish people are orchestrating... Here we
3: go! Now Jewish people are involved. You're involved. It's not just that Biden has effed up the the border, and it's a complete disaster now. The story now is that the mean Republicans are taking advantage of this, and they don't want anybody who's Hispanic or Jewish people um, coming into the country.
4: I think the conspiracy theory version is that the Jewish people are bringing in the other people.
3: Oh, that is. Okay. So that's fine. That's what's happening at the border right now. George
4: Soros is trying to overwhelm us. So so that's a conspiracy theory. Now, this would work better as a supposedly white supremacist uh, conspiracy theory, which I mean, like there are white supremacists out there who think this. There are not very many of them, Mm -hmm. but they exist. Um, But it would make more sense that they're presenting it this way if they hadn't spent the last, I don't know. 20, 30 years telling us that that's exactly what they wanted to do on the left. The left has been saying this for years. I was taught this in school. Oh, like, soon we're going to be a minority majority-minority country, however they say that. Like, soon white people are going to be a minority in the United States, and then Democrats will win forever. It's the you know the demographic realignment of the country there's never going to be a republican president elected again because we're going to have so many immigrants and so many brown and black people in america that you know white people but like that was like the liberal talking point i mean i don't know if you remember that but i learned that in school in a liberal school district like i was taught this that republicans were doomed because they were all old and white and dying and they were never going to be elected again once like enough black and brown people overwhelmed the dying old stupid white people Mm -hmm. right like that was the whole idea like they said this for years and years and years and then once right-wing people started to parrot it back at them and say we can't allow this the democrats want all the white people to die then it became like this crazy nazi conspiracy theory like no that's what you were just saying and for what it's worth i think like both points are dumb because there's no guarantees that people of color are going to continue to vote democrat forever as you saw in the last election it's always been a dumb talking point Mm -hmm. it's been a dumb talking point since they told it to me in the 90s when i was a kid and
3: you know it's just another way to call white people racist it's just another way to do it which is just freaking so freaking tedious now real racism is a a two billion year old stone that's what racism is that's the Mm -hmm. real thing But you know what? I'm fine, Alice, being uh, replaced by non-white people. As long as, if I go, Cooper goes. That's all (laughs) I'm saying.
2: The entire thing. It's ridiculous. Remember this moment from 2017 in Charlottesville.
0: Jews will not replace us! Jews will not replace us! Jews will not!
2: That is the same theory we're talking about here. Also believed by a man who... <laughs> That's is what that I heard? what Newt Gingrich yes, said?
3: absolutely. In the package about Joe Biden's border crisis. That's right. We're now in Charlottesville in 2018 with uh, these losers, white supremacists, and Newt Gingrich.
2: This, these, All these things are happening at the border. Allegedly killed 11 at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh in 2018. And another man... So
3: what, what exactly... How did we get here? Because a speck, something that sounds dangerously close to replacement theory. Are you waiting until the camera flicks away from you to drink your Spice Seltzer? Yes. That is wretched.
4: <laughs> why is that Wow, wretched? that is,
3: you're among the <laughs> lowest do- <laughs> organisms on earth. That's how. I don't want to drink on camera. Why?
4: <laughs> I don't know. I just. That is want-
3: pathetic. <laughs> oh, You. Oh, my goodness. This is Alice who's afraid of the police. (laughs) Goodness. You wuss. Drink on camera, wuss. No.
2: (laughs) Who allegedly killed 23 at a Walmart in El Paso in 2019. And now similar words from a former Speaker of the House.
3: Wow, maybe we should impeach him. (laughs) I mean, what do you want to do? Similar words from a former Speaker of my goodness. It's similar. It sounds a little bit like, it's almost as if,
4: well, they still want to impeach Trump, so I don't know why not, Gingrich. It's like, like the, Zucker a statute just say, of limitations. the Zucker just say,
3: uh, like, uh, yeah, I want you guys to recycle these eight clips of whatever and find a reason to do it. And they're like, uh, okay, I guess. Um, Can we
4: impeach Jimmy Carter? Former key Trump
2: administration officials have also been openly slamming legal immigration. Take Stephen Miller, still a senior advisor to the ex president.
3: By the way, is this segment's topic legal immigration? <laughs>
1: And no, by the way, this is a lot Biden's
4: of... border crisis. Also, right. what is still a senior advisor to the ex-president? Right, right. An advisor to the president is a thing. Yeah, but... an advisor to a random private citizen is not really anything, is it?
3: No, uh, no. And
4: am I your senior advisor? No,
3: and also with uh, Gingrich doesn't mean you have the uh, legislative branch now too.
4: <laughs> Shadow government. Is.
0: Illegal immigration equals bad, legal immigration equals good. But you've all heard that cliche before. The problem with that cliche is that just because something is legal doesn't always mean it's good, right? After five decades of record immigration, what we need is a timeout so that we can take stock of everybody who's here and those who are here lawfully. So there are a lot of problems, including the people
3: at Fair, um, who uh, who want to suspend immigration mm-hmm. across the board. It's not to let let it, let let in the whites' immigration; it's the suspend it totally across the board. Mm-hmm. That fits into Joe Biden's screwing up the border exactly how. So, so, is, is this, essentially, is this CNN just saying, hey, yes, okay, we acknowledge Biden has effed this thing up, and the New York Times editorial board wrote about it, and so we all acknowledge it. But these guys are really jerks, okay? That's what this is? So don't
4: be swayed by what's going on here, because these guys are bigger jerks. Yeah, I don't understand. It's not at all an argument for Biden screwing up the border. No, there's nothing. There's no substance no, about you, the border you, you, you got, or about the current immigration policy. It's... A bunch of ex-politicians being quoted about their views on legal immigration. Right. And here's Steve
2: Cortez, who advised Trump's 2020 campaign, suggesting a new form of a contract with America to former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows.
3: One of the things I would propose... Steve Cortez, who's on like a Newsmax or something, who advised Trump's 2020 campaign? Mm Mm-hmm. Anybody who talked... Get that drink! You, Alice, you hold that drink up. <laughs> no. Anybody who talked on the air about Trump was advising his campaign in 2020.
4: Is Hannity a Trump yes, advisor Yes, absolutely <laughs>
3: so, is. ...putting in there is a, a moratorium, a halt temporarily on even legal immigration. We need to halt the legal immigration until we can get something controlled at the southern border. It, what is... Possibly the point. How can you put, po- where Brianna Keeler, who I'm mad at for gaining weight, and I'm a fat, so I'm allowed to say that. How can you possibly reel this in to make any sense? So right now, none of us know what you're doing.
4: <laughs> Joe Biden has a crisis at the border. But once Newt Gingrich said something that reminded me of something that once some racists said. Right. <laughs> like- <laughs>
3: And I've got three other It's a total uh,
4: non sequitur. Yes.
2: Again, legal immigration. It is a process that is tough. So tough that green cards can take an average of over 5 years to get for immigrants sponsored by American employers or citizen family members, and that was in 2018 before COVID.
4: It doesn't end there. Here's how- <laughs> So maybe It doesn't end. So that end, just gave me maybe like a hint of maybe A point that she could make, I don't know if she ultimately makes this point, but she could say that the reason we have the crisis of illegal immigration at the border is because it's so hard to immigrate legally because of people like them that that's why there's a border crisis. Do you see what I mean? Is like we make it too hard to come here? Yeah, but people like
3: them are not in government anymore.
4: Yeah, but the good guys made are in it, government now. The bad guys made it so hard. Oh, right. For four years, and before that, with Gingrich, that now these people, poor people, have no choice but to come across the border illegally. So Sip that's why right now, Biden. Can't sip your drink right No, now. I can't right now. Yes, <laughs> I can't right yes, now. Yes, do it right I now. On camera, you no, I can't. How Fox's
2: chief propagandist compared what he described oh. as mass violence committed by. I'll un- tell
3: you one thing. If I were for CNN and I was the anchor, I said, "Okay, we're, so we're doing this non sequitur." Is Alice? <laughs> hey. You're already busted. Okay, it's too late.
4: Put back your camera. <laughs>
3: If I was working on <laughs> Fox and uh, – no, for CNN, and they said you have to call Tucker the cheap propagandist, I would toss myself out of the eleventh floor window. So uh, your no.
4: camera's all askew, aren't what you? What way does it have to be? It's fine. It's kind of angled. No, nope, that's the wrong way. See? <laughs> Close enough. So, nobody it's not like I adjusted me. it. <laughs> Undocumented
2: immigrants in the United States – to Hungary's strategy.
0: The Biden administration did this on purpose. And wow, wait still a second. Is that Ch-
3: Fox's chief propagandist? Sounds like the chief pro- yeah. propagandist talking.
0: And that is exactly why Democrats become hysterical when you mention the obvious successes. The that-
3: thing is that the average CNN viewer right now is saying, what the holy frig <laughs> is hungry? Nobody really knows, unless you're...
4: I mean, I don't know if CNN's been covering it, but, like... People on Twitter all week, there's been like a hungry discourse because there's like a big argument about whether or not Hungary is actually as good or better than the United States or whether it's run by fascists or it's what.
3: fascist because the chief propagandist from Fox News is there talking out with Viktor Orban. They're on display here in
0: Hungary on the immigration question. They don't want you to know that there is an option to be chaos and filth and crime growing all around us.
2: Now, Hungary is run by a leader, Victor Orban, who's put razor wire along the border to stop refugees from even trying to seek asylum. Well, that's good. Not razor wire.
3: What's the wire you're supposed to use, Brianna? (laughs) And also...
4: I mean, you don't have to touch (laughs) it. Right. (laughs) You can turn around.
3: Absolutely. So now, here's the thing. What are all these pieces of stuff supposed to be doing? So she's just saying that yes, Biden has ruined everything at the border. But look at the bad ideas out there that these people who aren't in office, by the way, have.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's but this she's is doing, bad, but they're worse. But she,
3: so she's positioning these things that are coming up, mm-hmm. like you know, and um, said something that seems a little bit like a replacement theory, and then she plays a cut, and then Alice. Yeah. What are you looking at? What?
4: This camera seemed like it was frozen. I think it was. Okay, sorry. That one up there. Oh,
3: good. Hopefully it froze with you with your. I think you got
4: your sweaty mitt on the camera, too. You're like all hazy now.
3: So here's the thing is that usually you'd set up a cut like she's setting up, and the cut then would be damning, but nothing that she's setting up is damning. So they're right cycling through cuts, but no, the segment's not working. It's not coming to any conclusion, especially if it's supposed to be you know, kind of ameliorating the uh, disaster on the southern border. It's not doing anything. This huge, long,
2: just, this doesn't concatenate. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. In border zones for over a year, it's been ruled illegal by the EU's top court, and that is the backdrop for that praise. And of course, there is more. Some conservative lawmakers and pundits, some of the same ones arguing against masking in schools to protect unvaccinated children, are saying COVID-19 is a problem, but only at the border. In Texas, new coronavirus cases are on a steep climb. The seven-day average hit nearly
4: 12,000 new cases. So wait a second. So They're not- already over the peak, too, by the way. And the deaths have, like, not risen at, almost at all in Texas. So. All
3: right. So anyway, that's enough of Brianna Killer. So uh, I have learned nothing from this. I've learned that the situation is bad with Biden, and I've learned that some has-been Republicans <laughs> have bad ideas as well. Thank you. That's helpful.
4: And Fox's cheap propagandist.
3: Chief, yeah, propagandist. is Oh, I with... thought
4: he was a cheap propagandist. No,
3: I think I said that wrong the first time. Oh. Ah. All right. So I want to get to something here that is a little bit different. Okay. This story of Shane Goldsby. Did you see this? Read no. this? No. Okay. This is unbelievable. Actually, credit to the Jerry Callahan podcast. Because I hadn't heard about this. A Washington State inmate was sentenced to another 25 years in prison for murdering his cellmate, a convicted child sex offender who raped his sister. Shane Goldsby, 26, was sentenced this week after he beat to death his 70-year-old cellmate Robert Munger in June of 2020. Munger was reportedly serving a 43-year prison sentence for his child sex crimes. Goldsby said he snapped after Munger began teasing him with details about the rape of his sister, Mm -hmm. which later proved true, according to a TV station. He said, I had so much stuff going on uh, in my head, he told the outlet. I wasn't stable at that point. I wasn't. I was getting to that point because Munger kept wanting to give me details about what happened, what he did, about the photos and videos of him doing this stuff. It was building up. This guy Munger is, and here's a little bit of the audio of the of the this guy Goldsby who killed Munger, the guy who raped his sister. What did you like think when you realized it was him?
0: I was in shock,
3: dude. He this was answering the reporter's question of what he thought when he got into his cell and he saw his little sister, who's still young, rapist there. What did
4: you like think when
3: you realized it was him?
0: I was in shock, dude. I was like, what the. F-? you talking out the blue that they sent me to the same institution, the same unit, the same pod in the same cell as the dude that got locked up because of what he did to my little sis. What did he do? He raped my little sis. You're talking this dude that did some sick, twisted things to my little sis, okay? And you want to put me face to face with this dude, okay?
3: He told the outlet that he had requested a new cellmate from the Washington Department of Corrections which has a policy of preventing such prison living arrangements.
4: I can't see why. seems like it would be obvious (coughs) not to do that.
3: According to the documents, Goldsby attacked Munger from behind in the prison's communal area and hit him in the face 14 times and stomped in his head at least four times before walking away. Goldsby apologized to Munger's family in an emotional statement on Tuesday that was completed by his attorney. I cannot imagine what it would have been like to lose a loved one in this kind of way, the statement read. To his wife and his whole family, I apologize. I am sorry, and I hope you are able to heal from what I caused. Goldsby has been serving time in prison for a wild joyride in 2017, in which he stole a police car. Guy's been mm-hmm. had a little trouble, so a little drug trouble, etc. So, so, so. Um,
4: but I don't, I'm not mad at him, really.
3: No, I I'm happy. <laughs> Is that I, wrong?
4: Well, I'm upset that he got a longer sentence for
3: it. Yes, no, no. I so am I. I think mm-hmm. he he, be, he should be given a year for it. it's the prison the corrections department yeah they should have moved them yeah they he asked them to move them and they didn't i mean and also this guy raped i mean it's i'm sorry if you're in a cell i mean with a guy who raped your little sister and he's then talking about it bragging about it in detail to you is it not your obligation to kill him
4: i would think i mean and i I was gonna say I understand that like he probably has to for sentencing reasons through his lawyer release an apology or whatever, mm-hmm. but I hope he's not really sorry because I well, wouldn't be.
3: I don't think he is. He all, at the end of this thing he he had a message for his sister that he loved her and he did it for her, etc. To her, uh, I am. I feel good about
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. I'm not gonna lie that's heartwarming i mean it's not heartwarming that he got more time for it but you know maybe a governor will pardon him or something
3: if trump wins again that dude's gonna well, i, I think... don't know that he needs this guy gold i don't know that he needs to be amongst the population in the outside world necessarily i did <laughs> i was i watched a lot of the interview with him and he's a he's a tightly wound dude no, no, why
4: do we ever get rid of institutions why
3: Because they're cruel, Alice. We need to have the... And it's
4: so kind to let people end up in prison or on the streets. It's so much kinder. It's so nice. We're
3: much more humane letting people freeze to death every winter out in the streets. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like
4: lie in their own whatever with needles all around. Yeah, it's much... It's very kind and loving the way we have our society set up now. I think it's great. Oh.
3: Deinstitutionalization. Alice, I'm making a a, um, a an executive decision here. I don't want to play the audio of...
4: Of the cop getting yes. shot.
3: Yes. It's awful. I think you can hear her in the background. This the, These two cops in Chicago who got shot. Both have died, right?
4: Uh, did the second one die? But anyway... Once the mother... How the 29-year-old woman died. She's not a mother.
3: Oh, no, she's not. I'm sorry. 29-year-old. She was reported, misreported as being a mother of a two-week And I
4: kind of said initially... Too, she was reported as having a two-month-old baby at home. I said, like, that's really weird that right. she would be not on death. So either duty. way, she doesn't like, have one, but she doesn't but it's have a two terrible old.
3: story. And somebody got yeah. shot in the other guy got shot in the eye or something. And I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I
4: knew he was in the hospital. I don't know if he died or not. I I don't know, but um he may have. I, right. The, I and, just did sh- Shot sure. and
3: died, but it's bad news. She uh,
4: died. It is bad.
3: um And she's really pretty. And it, it's it, whatever. Anyway, the family ejected um, Lori Lightfoot when she came to visit the other Uh officer. They said, get the hell out of here, which they should because she's a a monster, a ridiculous person, and uh, yeah.
4: Hmm. Crime also going well in Connecticut, I hear, on my husband's radio show. What do you mean, else? I mean, I think it's very under control and normal in Connecticut.
3: Are you trying to segue
4: into <laughs> other stuff? I don't know. I'm trying to you stopped and you looked at me. That's so right. i wondering. I passed what... it off to you. <laughs> well, that was a, a, I tossed you the ball because you talked about crime in Connecticut today on the radio. So I thought maybe you would have something on that.
3: You want me to do, to, to, to tell you something about that? I will. Yeah. How about this? You have crime in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And you've got um, all your pe- youth, young people are stealing cars all over the place. Yeah, Cops aren't allowed to pursue them after they do it. These dudes are just, a lot of them are just finding cars that are running, running into them and, and grabbing them. Sometimes there are kids in the cars, sometimes not. Um, sometimes they hotwire cars, usually not. But, some, but sometimes they find key fobs, whatever they do. They get, they manage to get into these cars. And the guy who created who created the social justice system in Connecticut? Uh, named Mike Lawler mm-hmm. says uh, this. This is his. This is his remedy for all of this.
0: What they're proposing here is complicated. It's going to be very expensive, and it's not going to work. Assuming your goal is reducing the number of auto thefts. The one thing that will work that is not complicated. That is actually free. And will be very effective as if starting tomorrow, everyone in the state locked their car and took their keys with them. This problem would disappear overnight.
4: Yeah, that's right. Also, I mean, if we all got rid of all our cars, there would also be no more car thefts, too.
3: True. Well, also, not just lock your cars. I mean, there was a guy who was run over by one of these stolen cars. Get off the streets. Stop jogging in your nice neighborhoods. Stop um, walking the streets.
0: Stop doing anything. So if you're going to try and solve a problem, you have to diagnose it. What's the problem? What is it that is true all around this country that seems to be contributing to this general increase in auto thefts? And if you ask a police department anywhere in the country, they'll tell you the same thing. Police leave uh, people leave their cars unlocked with the key fobs in the car. So that's the problem
3: that's all around the country. That's the problem. Oh, That's it.
4: Not So the- if I leave my house mm-hmm. unlocked, does that also cause crime?
3: Yes, absolutely. That's the
4: problem. What if I go out with a short skirt? Does that cause crime?
3: Of course it does. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, I didn't know progressives default, so were on that yet. <laughs> no, by default, it, you get to steal and rape and break in and take stuff. By default, you get to... Young men, especially, uh, will do that absolutely by default. So, you're the only one who holds the key to stopping the crime. That, those are the only two elements that are, that are there. You just
4: have to not let people steal any of your stuff.
3: Ex- exactly. Okay. And that's why you have, yeah, police people in Connecticut saying that uh, to uh, please don't, they're saying please don't intervene too. So, just watch them.
4: <laughs> well, there they go. There they go. So, this is interesting to me because I almost think that. If that's the case, if the free way to stop crime overnight is that we all just stop letting people steal our stuff, then I don't think we actually need police departments.
3: Well, they would agree with you.
4: They've converted me to defund the police. If the police Mm -hmm. are going to stand here and tell me that the problem is that I let somebody steal my car. See? You did. You left the car there. It was unlocked. See? Absolutely. Then if that's what the police department's going to do, then yeah, then they don't actually then we don't need them. If yes. that's all that they're allowed to do, then then yeah, then we might as well. Well, there was and a then
3: yes, and that's what the other woman at this rally said, Claudine Fox of the ACLU, she essentially is saying what you're saying.
4: If you care about the root story, then it's not about car thefts in the suburbs at all. It's a discussion about how two communities separated by a few miles have vastly different living standards and primarily people of color are stuck with the short end of the stick on either side. Do we value cars or do we value kids?
3: Right. That's the answer. Oh,
4: they just had too much money too close to people who didn't have enough money. Mm-hmm. They were just too rich, too nearby.
3: Do you value cars or do you value kids? You can only have one. <laughs> that's it. It's that simple. It's that yep. simple. And she knows, yep. the fun, of course, the big answer. We
4: absolutely can address this issue by directing money at our communities and divesting from the justice system. Harsher penalties don't work. Prisons aren't healthy, whether they are explicitly well, labeled as a prison or not. Harsher
3: prisons don't work. Harsher sentences. Are you Sure.
4: I mean, so is what she is implying that these young people are stealing cars because like they can't afford them and they need them to get to work or something because of systemic racism?
3: Of course. well, To get to work. <laughs> By the way, somebody mentioned today that um, that it doesn't seem like t- taking a car to work doesn't seem like a very green thing the left would want them to do. Mm-hmm. Take a car to work, which is why I think that it's incumbent upon good progressives in those suburbs, to leave the keys to their Teslas in the car mm-hmm. so the kids will at least take electric cars. That's yeah. responsible for the environment to work. Mm-hmm. At 148 uh, miles per hour, um, you know, smoking uh, weed with their friends to work. <laughs> How's your beer drinking going, Alice?
4: What beer drinking? How's your honey? P- seltzer drinking going? <laughs> Don't hide
3: your seltzer, you know, appreciation from our fans, our friends. I'm hiding it. I've lost another one, Alice Melissa Derosa, who I love. Resigned, gone. She was a vicious, mean psycho.
4: Melissa Galen Derosa.
3: Oh, love her, but she's no more. She's resigned from Cuomo. He's finito. It's only a matter of time before that guy is done. D-U-N, Alice. D-U-N.
4: Anything else? Um, Mike Rowe has been in a feud with the Bulwark. They have accused him of not being sufficiently pro-vaccine. They feel Jonathan Last at the Bulwark has accused him of uh, not using his platform to tell people to get vaccinated enough.
3: God, the Bulwark people are such <laughs> sucks. They are so, so terrible.
4: But that's all they can do now because nobody on the right actually reads them for content. So they have to just rely on trying to get hate clicks. They're just a trolling organization. at So this I point, had I
3: think. since you brought this up. And who has a problem with Micro? Just leave him alone. Right? Everybody likes Micro. I have a. I have. I had an Epiphone today when mm-hmm. you talked about him. Okay. That he should have a podcast called What?
4: Dirty Jobs
3: or a show? No, Alice. He's already had one of those.
4: Okay. <laughs> I don't know what. Ready? Okay.
3: Microaggression. Oh, sorry. It's not Dirty Jobs, Alice. I'm
4: sorry. <laughs> I know. Don't you don't know. get it. I get it. It's you... like microaggression. Yes. mm Hmm. Really? I get it. I'm just... But, like, then, is he aggressive? I don't... What?
3: Doesn't <laughs> It's close enough, okay? We'll use an, an aggressive headshot. And <laughs> hey, Where was your Mike Rowe topic when I stopped talking six minutes ago?
4: Well, I don't know. There wasn't, like, a normal segue into that. I didn't have that ready. Ah... <laughs> uh... Why am I being yelled at by you? I don't understand. You're not
3: because you're you lied to the viewers.
4: I did not lie yes. to the viewer.
3: You hold your you, you withheld your seltzer. I withheld by the information, way, this. yes. This is the kind of seltzer I drink. Well, she's got the spike cells. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody puts o- vodka in that.
3: Maybe that's one reason uh, certain plants have been run over. Chickens have been <laughs> run over. Chickens' trees have been run over. My bike has been run over. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> I don't think that was a factor in any of those.
3: That's right. You know? <sighs> this t- tweet thing that's out that shows the people riding slowly behind the bikes that are out in a phalanx. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually get angry when I look at it. The cyclists who go in a row. And also, I have another problem today. So somebody I, put
4: this out here. I don't know if people have seen this. but Yeah, it I has a car like...
3: slowly behind a, hundred, a bunch of people in riding behind bikes. And so but the, but the
4: person who tweeted it tweeted it to point out that that's the th- best that's way for thing. bicycles to drive. He
3: says it calms the traffic behind them. It makes it e- less easy for bad drivers to attempt to g- dangerous passes. And it's more pleasant and sociable for them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is absolutely fine. That's fine. It, that's fine. It does not make me want to have a carboard box full of grenades with me in the car at all. <laughs> um, so so since I've already yelled at people, I'm going to yell at one more person today. Okay. This I've, I usually don't get close to fighting somebody. But today, as I'm driving down the street close to here, Alice,
0: okay.
3: a hawk, a huge hawk descends in mm-hmm. front of me. He's about 20 feet in front of me or about 20 feet above the car. He's going at the rate I'm going but a little bit slower uh, so I don't want to pass him so I, I then I slow down a little bit and I'm watching him he's right in front of my windshield it's crazy mm-hmm. and he's a big dude and when you're going as fast as hawk at the same rate it's like suspended in air it's to watch it it's incredible incredible that's great right and and I'm and probably for 15 or 20 seconds and he's still just staying right there I'm like gee this never happens this is awesome he was a huge one mm-hmm. then he's Takes off, he goes whoosh, way up in the air and goes. And I'm like, wow, I had decreased my speed probably 10 miles an hour, or whatever. I was probably going 35, whatever it was. It's okay. It wasn't going very fast or slower, or whatever. I look and the person behind me does one of these. Like, why are you, why did you slow, why are you slowing down? He goes, and so I just pointed it up, it's like, as in, There's a hawk. How did you not see it? But he's the kind of person who would never see a hawk because he sucks. And so I I wish, Alice, that if I had that boxing grenades, I would throw one into his car and uh, have him explode. (laughs) I hate people that suck. I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of it. I hate people who call and dime me out because there's a three-year-old who could possibly – uh, decide out, randomly to go into <laughs> the street. Right, but who didn't, but you'll call the police anyway, even if you've talked to us afterwards just to make sure we get a visit from the cops. And I hate a holes in the road who are like, hey, whatever. You know, and you know what? I think I could have fought and t- and beat him or her. I do. And when I took a right to come into our street, <laughs> Don't fight I fight well, I'm fighting people from now on. <laughs> Don't fight. Life's, too short, Life's, Life's too short, Alice. Life's too
4: short to fight people.
3: I'm fighting people from now on. I'm ripped now. I work out. I know do you damage. work out. Life's too yes. short
4: to fight people. What do no, you want to fight people for? I've taken for? No.
3: well, I've learned from my friend, uh, Shane Goldsby, that you take your opportunities where you can. This is the summer. This is the year of violent drama. <laughs> no,
4: I don't know. You use I'm, the car?
3: I use my uh, meat
4: pounders. I have never on purpose hurt a living thing.
3: You? Except Avocado
4: oh. the rooster.
3: <clears throat> uh, hello? <laughs> The birth of our second child. Alice, is there something you want to say?
4: (laughs) Tom. Something you want to say? Tom, I apologize for squeezing your hand too hard while I was in labor with our second child. I apologize for that.
3: Well, thank you. And it's been a lot of years. And you knew knew at the time how painful (laughs) it was for me. You kept doing it. And it killed. Who squeezes a hand like this down from the top, like a vice grip, like a... Ring? You've got a hand you can just. I'm
4: sorry. Back. I'm sorry. I did. I honestly was not paying that much attention to which direction I squeezed your hand. I'm sorry.
3: Thank you. Thank you very I much. Apologize. I think this is. This is can be, can begin <laughs> a long. This is going to be a long journey for you. You're going to have to do the work. <laughs>
4: okay.
3: But this can begin your journey on the road to redemption.
4: Thank you, honey. Thank you. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. He's Tom Shattuck. I'm Al Shattuck. We are also at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast or Podcast.com. We are at Burn Barrel Podcast on Gab and on Parlor, And we are Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel on YouTube where you can smash the subscribe button, mm. like, and leave a comment. You can also send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com or write a review on Apple Podcasts. C'est la vie.